0: It's Thayer Thursday. Thursday. Tom Thayer. Thayer.
1: 1985 Super Bowl champion and football analyst for the Chicago Bears. Heat to win the division, win the division, get into the playoffs. Former offensive lineman. Do they need to get better? Do they need to give up less sacks? Yes, of course. Tom Thayer. Tom Thayer. It's Thayer Thursday.
2: On Captain J. Hood, ESPN Chicago. Good morning, Chicago, and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on a Tom Thayer Thursday. And Tom is with us on the hotline.
3: That'd be the CarX Tire and Auto Hot. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom,
2: boom. Don't worry, call the Car X Man. Good
3: morning, Tom, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How you guys doing? We're doing well. Awesome, awesome. Happy oh, New man. Year to you. Uh,
1: you, you guys as well.
2: Hey, uh, Tom. When you take a look at Justin Fields in the offense against the Falcons, where do you place Justin's performance amongst others that you've seen from him?
1: You know, his escapability is undeniable. He's one of the most dynamic athletes in all the NFL. No matter what position you want to pick out, um, he does a. He's a super resilient guy and. Um, he's, he's difficult for any defensive coordinator to get ready for because he's so unpredictable. I think that, and, I, you know, we've talked a bunch about it all season. To me, I would love to see Justin get super organized in the passing game where every single time, not every single time, but when he has important pass reps, he knows exactly where he's going with the ball because some of his escapability is on display because there might be uncertainty where, where he needs to go. But um, listen, man, the, the guy is a weapon, and you could probably put him at running back, and he would be equally as dynamic as if he's when he plays the quarterback position. So um, I think he inspires his teammates. He frustrates defensive coordinators. And when you see guys like Bud Dupree and uh, Calais Campbell laying on the ground in frustration because they are each counting uh, a sack and what it meant for their bonuses you can see what what he is to what he means to his team.
3: okay two part question because I've gotten this from a lot of people on Twitter. They asked me could you draft whoever it is Caleb Williams, Drake May whoever and use Justin as a taysom Hill style guy where he's out there behind center. he's out there as you just said in a running position or a receiving position. A. So answer that for me first.
1: Well, you know, I was talking to some people, you know, outside the Bears organization and talking about that when they were talking about do you resign Justin or not? And I said, How about this? You give Justin an eighty million dollar four year hundred percent guaranteed contract to be a Taysom Hill. And I think if you had you know, you explored those options, Justin probably wouldn't take it because he wants to be a quarterback, but You know, Cap, I've had that same discussion with other people um, outside of you and Jay Hood, and, um, you know, that could be the case. Or I would just draft another quarterback and and let him compete.
3: Okay. Now, if you draft a guy I believe number one, you can't bring Justin back. If you go down that road, they may trade the pick and get a haul of picks back. I don't think you could drop a number one overall guy on the roster I'd still have him there i think it creates too much of a sideshow maybe i'm wrong but hoodie and i were reading the dan Weeder article this morning i don't know if you read it i highly recommend it it breaks down talking to current and former gm's personnel men coordinators all about justin number seven field spotty track record in the fourth quarter isn't a secret in three seasons 37 starts, he has 19 fourth-quarter turnovers, fourth-quarter passer rating, 61.0, career low this year, 52. And in the final eight minutes of a game when the Bears have the ball with a chance to tie or take the lead, he's three for 23, one each of his three seasons. And his fourth-quarter passer rating this season ranks 36th of 37 qualified quarterbacks with at least 50 fourth-quarter attempts ahead of only Bailey Zappi, this one former coordinator said, is a red flag. Bright red. So I watched the all 22, and I don't have your eye, but I'm watching it for a while. And the game against Atlanta, for me, was the best I've ever seen him play in a Bears uniform. Is that a pop-up, or do you think it's a trend?
1: Um, I, I, I... You know, I, I think until you you do it numerous times back to back to back in the in your home environment or an away environment, it's kind of a pop-up. And I think that's why it's just not an obvious decision and that we're having discussions all around the league from former general managers to current general managers to what his perceived value is if you did make a trade or, you know, if you take in consideration what the financial ramifications are going to be in two years. You know, is he worth that decision? So that's why it's just not an obvious yes or no or what you're going to do with uh, Justin. And, you know, that's why, you know, you guys, the three of us, are having this discussion this late in the season because if it's not an obvious yes or no after 17 uh, weeks going into the 18th week of the season and you still have those types of stats that you can put up there and you still have question marks, you know it's not a foregone conclusion you know your your decision is guaranteed.
2: Yeah, if it's yes if it's not yes or no then you know the answer, right Tom?
1: Yeah, but you know you go back and you look I remember when Bruce Allen was the GM of the Washington Redskins then now the Commanders. And I was talking to him when they drafted and made trades for RG3, and they still drafted Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him because I played for his dad, George Allen, and I said, Bruce, your dad would have never made that trade in the history of his NFL football life, and I can't believe you did that. And he goes, oh, I think it was a good deal, but we backed it up by the Kirk Cousins decision. So, you know, when you talk about you can't make another quarterback decision, it's been done before. And it's, it's, you know, it's un, unfortunately for RG3 and the injuries that he's faced, it worked out for the commanders that, you know, they did draft Kirk Cousins in, with that position. So I'm not saying you got to, you know, you have to guarantee you do it with the first pick in the draft but you can still draft another quarterback to come in here and make the position stronger and more competitive.
2: It's, it's really interesting, Tom, because I've, I mentioned the cap. This is such a Sophie's Choice for, uh, for Ryan Poles because there's so many different ways to go with this at the end of the season. So one thing that we kind of hammered in on is someone – I think it was on a podcast, Cap, that we heard where was it the Long Brothers that said it would be a mutiny if if the Bears were to allow Justin Fields to go. You trade him or not. He's no longer being the quarterback. They said they I think he said there'd be a mutiny. One of the Long Brothers said it might have been Kyle that said that. And so, you know, the other part of it is some would say, Tom, well, you know, if you bring in Caleb Williams, say you draft him one and he's the starting quarterback next year. Then there's a whole new system to learn. And I'm just thinking, well, what's the system now? The system I think that we saw against Atlanta is exactly the best of the system. The blend of run and pass and to get everyone involved offensively, including Fields with his legs. Is that not the Bears system? Can that not be replicated?
1: I, yeah, but, you know, I've been confused by that question the whole season. What is the identity of the Bears? You get 250 yards rushing against Arizona. You have 192 yards rushing against Atlanta. Uh, But then when you go back and you say, okay, is the identity of the Bears running the ball because of how powerful their offensive line is, and then you go back and you look at short yardage and goal line um, and, you know, that they weren't able to convert to keep their offense on the field or get in the scoring position, yeah, it's a struggle. And so I, I don't know if there's still an identity of this Bears offense at this time of the season. And, but you know, when you think, you I, I guess you have to start thinking at a bigger picture other than just Justin, because you're going to have a decision to make with uh, Jalen Johnson. You're going to have a future de- de- uh, decision to make with DJ Moore. You're going to have to bring up other positions that have an important role in the locker room success of this football team. And, you know, if I, I don't necessarily think, you know, there would be a mutiny, but. You know they' you know everybody is kind of uh, you know looking out for their best future interest individually as much as they want to say publicly um, what they want to see being done and uh, you know Jalen Johnson has been talking for the last two and a half years, how he feels, he needs to be paid as one of the top cornerbacks in the league. And I guess it's it was you know when you go and you make the Pro Bowl games, whatever you want to call that. You know now you have to make a decision with him um, a, as much as as much as anybody in the locker room. Now if you don't go and sign Jalen Johnson, a guy that you drafted, the guy that's been a starter since he's been here, is that going to create a mutiny on the defensive side of the ball? So, you know, those are some of the difficult decisions that Ryan Poles, Kevin Warren, and, you know, everybody behind the scenes has to make. And, uh, you know, it's, it's only uh, about a week away until maybe we'll get some evidence of what direction they're going.
3: Okay, so Luke Getze is, you know, he's this pariah in town, and I think he's not Bill Walsh. He's also not how he's portrayed a lot by the fan base. The other day, I watch watching the tape, and you watch more than I do, there are a lot of wide-open receivers. They put 37 points on Atlanta, some of it with Justin's legs. I get it. But some of those play calls, play designs looked pretty good to me. Again, he's not Bill Walsh. He's got his faults. My question is, if Iber Flus is back, and it sounds like he is, if Justin's back, can you run the risk of changing play callers and giving him, he had a system at Georgia, I'm transferring. He had Ryan Day's system. He had Matt Neggy's system. He had Luke Getzi's system. to be his fifth system in eight years. You run a risk there, don't you?
1: Yeah, you do. But, you know, to me, if you did make a change in the system, I wouldn't change the terminology. Because that's, I think, the most difficult aspect of learning a new offense. Is if you bring a guy in here that thinks he's the next brainchild of offensive football in the NFL... And he wants to bring in this confusing terminology that takes a year to learn for a quarterback in six to eight months to, for the offensive line to perfect. I think that's when you face the most difficult transition if you bring in somebody else. So, you know, I saw creativity in the first series of the Atlanta system as well. They ran a double pass. They were going to run a Wildcat shotgun double reverse. And But I think um, there, we're going to see a lot of the evidence of Luke Getze in the first scripted plays going into Green Bay. It's going to be a hostile environment, and one thing about uh, playing against the Green Bay Packers is offensively you need a fast start. You need to be able to put pass points on the board as quickly as you can to allow Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator Eberflus, to be as, as aggressive as he can at the line of scrimmage. And one thing about it, Frank Clark, or Kenny Clark, defensive tackle of Green Bay, he's 14-0 and against the Bears. You better think of a way to block the the edge rushers of the Green Bay defense, but you better be able to block the interior if you think you're going to have another triple-digit running game that they've had the last two weeks.
2: Tom, how surprised are you that Jordan Love has been this successful with the Packers so far this season? Not at all. It's the template of success
1: for 95 years in the NFL. Where you go and you draft a guy and you allow him to sit behind a quarterback to learn the system, learn the terminology perfectly, watch the mannerisms of the starting quarterback and how he carries himself, and the little intricacies of the thinking portion of the game to make you, have, you know, your your process expedited once you do get a chance to play. So you know, I think Green Bay has kind of shown the template of quarterback success in the last thirty years. Um, and that's what the NFL was going through for the first 70 years.
3: Before we let you go, back to the, what Hoodie asked you about with the Long Brothers saying you could have a mutiny and there's other people, the culture in the room could change. I asked that question to Olin, and he said, I used to hear guys go, I can't believe they cut Jonathan or they cut Tom. He said, would you rather it's you? Put your helmet on and go to work. He said, and if Caleb Williams or whoever rolls in here, And leads you to where you want to get to, they'll all be like, yeah, I sent my friend Justin a card, or I called him, or I texted him, but they'll be very happy that they're playing in the Super Bowl. He said they will get over it if they draft the right guy. Is that fair?
1: I'll tell you a funny story. When I got cut by the Bears, Wanstead told me on a Saturday I was going to be the guy they were going to go to on the upcoming Monday after I was coming off a pup list. Upcoming Monday, they cut me instead of being the starter. But... Jim Harbaugh that year bought Rolexes for the offensive line, and from when I got cut, he gave it to the guy that took that replaced me. So believe me, man, he didn't put it in a box and send it to me in Miami. He gave it to the guy that was taking my place.
3: Wow! wow. Oh boy! Wow! <laughs> That's he gets the bear job. You better be getting a Rolex.
1: Hey, I don't. I just listen. I want us to be able to go down to. Radio roll for a week and broadcast during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and I, you, you can keep all that stuff. I want the Bears, and I want the, them to reward the the fans and the team and all of us with playoffs and Super Bowl. Whatever it takes.
2: Tommy, That's right. Tommy, it does make sense after this national championship game whether or not Harbaugh wins or loses, it's probably time for him to come back to the NFL, right? I mean, he's done a lot for Michigan. It would be great, obviously, for his alma mater and him to win a national championship. But don't you think it's time for him to return?
1: Yeah, I do. And I think there's some billionaire owners out there that are willing him to give everything that Michigan's willing to give him. And then, you know, trying to, uh, you know, for he has the ability to turn things around within a couple of years' time. It's not something you're going to give him a five-year window of opportunity to succeed, he'll be able to do something within a couple years.
2: Tom, as always, we appreciate the time.
1: All right, thanks for having me, guys. I you, appreciate it. You're the man. See you up at Lambeau. First foray in there. Come say hi. I will. See you guys.
3: Tom Thayer with us. On the Car X Tire
2: and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle,
1: We're
2: thunder,
3: clatter
1: boom, boom, boom.
2: No, one time. Don't worry, really call the Car X man. Always on time. And great aim as you're listening to Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000 wow. and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Justin Fields said something funny uh, at his press conference talking about loved it. the uh, Green Bay Packers. And you know what? He He's right, isn't he, when he talks about Green Bay? Is he not right when he talks about what's happening with the Green Bay Packers and, and being in Green Bay? There isn't a lot to do, right? He's 100% accurate. I own. A home
3: up in that area, not in Green Bay, but in that area within 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's great in the summer. I go there some in the winter. It's quiet. It's sleepy. There ain't a lot to do. He did He did not tweak them. There's no bulletin board material there. They just don't like the facts that a big night out in Green Bay is a fish fry at the frickin' VFW and a night at the Oneida Bingo Hall. That's just a fact.
2: I know that, uh, that you got into it uh, with our friends over at ESPN uh, Milwaukee mm-hmm. uh, regarding <laughs> you defending the Bears, of course, mm-hmm. and then defending the Packers. Mm-hmm. There you go on ESPN Wisconsin. Who show were you on up there? Ben Brust. Ben Brust. Mm-hmm. You guys are going back and forth. This was hilarious.
0: Well, why don't you look, put on some glasses, and take a look. Make this make sense. Please do. Well, why don't you look. Put on some glasses and take a look at the
3: freaking level of play that we are starting to bring defensively. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say next season you're looking at a top five defense. Top five in the National Football League. Mark that. Mark that. Add it to the list, Chris. Top five. Ten wins. Justin Fields is trending in a very positive direction. Again, I'll let my GM do his job and whatever he says. I'll roll with we are number one in the NFL against the run. Montez Sweat, oh, he's going to be your worst freaking nightmare. I don't know what you think you have in a wide receiver room compared to DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison. Maybe we'll even pick Brock Bowers and go, yeah, let's just go full meathead and outscore the Packers. We'll lap you guys. Cap, that speaks to Love's greatness, though, that he doesn't need all these flashy receivers and tight ends to be able to be productive. He's had an unbelievable season with a bunch of no name guys rotating through. You have to admit, he is the envy of the NFC North. Would right? you rather have Love or Fields
0: for the next five years? Tell me. Uh, Justin
3: Fields.
0: Stop oh, it! Oh my god! It. Based off what? Based off other delusion! Things? Yeah, no, take the delusion out. Can you do that for me? I want you to go watch the tape from the well, other you day. You go watch and the tape from Sunday night. That's what course. you need to watch. And don't think my guy was the best quarterback in the division over the weekend in one of the top three or four in Are the NFL. you kidding <laughs> that? That You I played the say? Atlanta Falcons. He played the Atlanta Falcons. He threw for 268 and had one passing touchdown. My boy played in the game which was basically a playoff-type game on the road against the Minnesota oh Vikings. It had the four Vikings touchdowns. Had Basically, get it, quarterback. Yeah, this isn't are about serious? quarterback. Flores and the Minnesota defense, defense minute, are five points top, better top this year. Top ten, de- And who was their quarterback in Atlanta? Taylor Haneke? He was better than any <laughs>
2: okay. quarterback uh, you for the Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're chopping it up and going back about fighting on the behalf of the Bear fan. Correct. Yes. Look, I've, I've said all year to
3: you, Jordan Love, he's pretty good, kid. Mm-hmm. He is a very good player. Yes. I'll roll with Justin. I will. Based on how he played against Atlanta, he was sensational. And there were nothing would make me happier as a sports fan than to be in my first game ever at Lambeau Field wearing a Bears jersey, a Bears warm hat that I got yesterday up at Dino's mm-hmm. and to beat their ass and watch them go home. Dude that would be one of the great sports moments of my fandom.
2: As Justin Fields would tell you. I um, you know their home field. Uh, I know their fans are going to be loud because there's not much to do in Green Bay except watch football. But um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great environment to us for us to play in and uh, you know, hopefully have a great game and get the devil on Sunday. Yeah, it's like a college atmosphere. It's Green Bay. What else is up there besides I mean, the college basketball? Correct. The Phoenix. It is it. a
3: super cool environment. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know if they got a full set of teeth among
2: all the fans coming in there, but... We're going up there to beat their ass. Come on, man. That's no reason to talk about their teeth. You know, they they have what you call summer teeth. Some are here, some are there, (laughs) some over Ah! here. ESPN Madison. uh, They went through the offices of Good Karma, ESPN Madison, Mm -hmm. and they said, "Hey, you know, you heard what Justin Fields said? Um, You know, their home field. Uh, I know their gonna be loud because." There's not much to do in Green Bay except watch football, but um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great environment to us for us to play in, and uh, you know, hopefully, we have a great game and get done on Sunday. So our, our friends at ESPN Mass said that's not true. There's plenty to do in Green Bay. Is it a negative or is it a
3: compliment that Justin Fields said? Of course, the fans in Green Bay are going to be loud at the game. There's nothing else to do in Green Bay except watch football. What's something to do in Green Bay? Drink beer. Nothing. Go to Applebee's. So many things. Great.
2: One of the, one of the greatest cities in the world. Go to Titletown. Town. I mean, before you go to the Packer game, you can do what I did when I was a kid and that's head to the Green Bay Curling Club and throw a couple stones.
3: Uh, my, my parents live there now, so I go and visit my mom.
1: What's something I can do in Green Bay? Um, go to a Packer game.
0: Dustin Fields doesn't know
1: what the hell he's talking
0: about. He knows nothing. <laughs>
2: I heard curling. I heard go to my mom's house. Right. Drink beer. There's not a lot to
3: do up there. Again, in the summer, <laughs> off of Lake Winnebago and all these different places, it's a gorgeous state. It is beautiful. Uh huh. In the fall and
2: winter, there ain't a lot to do up there, man. That's why they're so steadfast and strong when it comes to their Packers over the years. And and good for them. They're a great
0: fan
3: base. That's what will make it sweeter to be able to stand up there when we go to the victory formation and go, See you later!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Justin in Dallas, Texas, listening on the ESPN Chicago app as we talk Bears. Hello, Justin. Justin, you there? Justin is gone. lost our game. Eddie from the north side on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Eddie! Good morning. Hey boys. Hey deny. boy, where's the hey boys? Hey boys.
0: Oh, I, I don't know. I must have forgot that line now. But uh every they, day. I mean we have to give it to him. Dorian Love comes with his first official season and he's having a great year and he's got the Packers with one more win to the playoffs. I mean, you gotta give the hats off. They they don't have that many players there that you can think of and name off of it. It's almost like a Tom Brady just drop anybody you like in there, and he's winning with them, which, you know, I mean, hats off. And as far as Green Bay, that's the only thing they got to watch about football. Well, it's a lot better than uh, you turning on the news with all these cars getting jacked and people getting shot and, uh, you know, in the intensive care. And, you know, I mean, that's about all I say. I look at it realistically. I don't know. Maybe the Bears will beat them someday, but uh, – I think the, the dude's having a pretty good year, and I'm surprised.
2: You, you want to talk about the shootings in Chicago? You want to talk more about that, Eddie? Or you have any more, <laughs> so any, any so more political today, thoughts?
0: I, we're talking about Green Bay and Chicago, and maybe it's good that they only watch football. Maybe it's a little bit more relaxed. And, and every time I turn on the news, there's, you know, horrific things going on in
2: our city and it's horrible yeah so what are you what are you gonna do about it eddie since you brought it up you got, got a got a platform want to do something about it since you're you running for alderman <laughs> yeah no i'm not running for alderman
0: all right left.
2: good thanks all right see you eddie. thanks it sounds like he's on the back of the pickup i don't know what he's doing there <laughs> sounds like he's dangling on the back of the pickup truck wow 312-332-ESPN is our phone number north carlos is on espn 1000 good morning los
3: Hey, how's it going? Cap, what's going on? It's Carlos from Deerfield, Whole Foods. Hey, my guy! What's Dude, going on, brother? Carlos is the best. I went to buy something at the counter, and he's like, how are you going to cook that? I said, I, I don't know. I'll throw it on the grill. No. I need you to do this, this, and this. It was the greatest <laughs> steak I ever
0: ate. All right, brother. I appreciate the, uh, the, uh, uh, the love that you're giving me. But, yeah, I'm calling to tell you that I want the Bears to win. I think they're going to win. 24-10, that's my score prediction for this Oh, that'd be amazing. 24-10, I got family that's from Green Bay. I'm I'm part Oneida, so I got family that's on the Green Bay, and I can't wait to talk smack when the Bears put the smack down this weekend. Oh,
3: it would be the best. Oh, <laughs> Carlos, you're the man, buddy. All right, brother, I'll see
0: you on the flip side. I'll see Jay you Hood. on the flip side. Jay Hood, first-time caller. You guys have a good – I always listen to your guys' show. Love you guys. Thank you very much, Appreciate
2: man. you. We appreciate it. Tune in. Hi,
3: brother. So he runs the meat counter at the grocery store. He Th- does. He's awesome. That guy is awesome.
2: Uh, so you got your meat free or? No. Okay.
3: Uh, sidebar, may I approach? Yes. Brought to you by Engelaw. Three, one, two. Six million for the great
2: Howard Engelaw. Sound my ball. If he's that awesome, I thought maybe that was a free piece of meat that you were able Absolutely to get Absolutely not. Yeah. He's just. So, so, you, so you're saying Cat you always. loves al- free meat. Yeah. So you always pay free meat? Some thoughts now from I pay for my steak, yeah, which is a steak, meat. <laughs> uh, I got a coaching job for you. I've been trying to get you back into coaching. I got a co- coaching job for you. Have you heard this story? Mm-mm. <laughs> Grambling State, the women, they set an NCAA Division One record for a win margin. Grambling women they defeated College of Biblical Studies by the score of one fifty nine to eighteen. 159 to 18. 18 points scored by the College of Biblical Studies. The Lady Tigers 141 point cushion topped Savannah State's women's 155 to 26 uh route of Wesleyan in Georgia back in 2018. So I don't know why you can't be able to pick up College of Biblical Studies recruit and get get them those ladies back to where they need to be. I'm
3: a, I'm an ordained minister. That's I exactly could absolutely right. qualify for that job.
2: How about that Jay Moore? Here's a, here's a minister that can step in there for the College of Biblical Studies and get this done. 159-18. Now, let me ask you a question. As a coach, as a leader of, of uh, players, mm-hmm. what are you saying at halftime?
3: Everybody get, take a knee. Oh. Let's come together mm. in the name of the Lord our God mm. and pray That we can survive the second half. Survive. (laughs) Okay. And maybe they'll do a Geico commercial where we're down 37 to nothing at the half. Mm -hmm. Because we suck as a basketball team. (laughs) But I believe in the spirituality of each and every one of you. Uh Let's just pray together Mm -hmm. in the name of the Lord our God, Mm -hmm. whoever your God is, Uh that we survive the second half. Mm -hmm. I love you.
2: Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. Seventy eight nothing, second half final. <laughs> I mean, this is D1 College Women's Basketball. Wow. Cap. 159-18. I think that you hit it around the head. You can't scream and yell. Oh no. It's gotta be pretty
3: walking and go, hey, one of you losers are gonna step up, make a basket in the second half, or are we getting shut out.
2: No. All they do is tune you out. I think prayer's the right way, Jay Moore. I believe that is the case because that's bad.
3: I'm <laughs> just going Philly. home if it's me. Like,
2: just, <laughs> hey, somebody I, warm up
3: the bus. You all figure it out. I'm going home. I, you know what I would do? I'd be on the cell phone at during the game in the second half and one of the players, <laughs> who do you call it? Recruits.
2: <laughs> right there on the bench, right? We've got spots available. Grambling led 34 to nothing before oh the first God. basket. Uh, with two fourteen remaining in the first quarter. Thirty four nothing. Back with more in a moment. On the College of Biblical Studies Radio Network. Yeah, did you, exactly. did you <laughs> Holy smokes, Cap. Thirty four Time timeout. What are we doing here? What are we doing? Nothing. Clearly not. Thirty four nothing.
3: Get your head out of the prayer book and guard somebody. <laughs>
2: <laughs> more of your phone calls coming up. Also, Zach Levine likely to return tomorrow to the Bulls. Great. Are the Bulls making a mistake? We talk about it next on Captain J Hood. Here's
3: today's headline. Headline with Captain J Hood. The NFL announced its Pro Bowl rosters yesterday. Two Bears are making the trip to the Pro Bowl. Montez Sweat and Jalen Johnson. First time, both quarterbacks that were picked are first time Pro Bowlers, Tua, Tungo Vialoa and Brock Purdy. 49ers had the most selections with nine players making the Pro Bowl rosters. Scary scene in Miami yesterday. Tyreek Hill and his family are safe after firefighters responded to a large blaze at the wide receiver's home. Cause of the fire is unknown. Bulls beaten by the Knicks at Madison Square Garden, 116-100. DeMar DeRozan led the Bulls with 28. Julius Randle's 35. Jalen Brunson's 31 and 13 dimes combined for 66 to put away Chicago, who led at the half. Blackhawks back in action right. tonight. They're also at Madison Square Garden. Blackhawks. They battle the Rangers at 6 p.m.
0: Welcome back to Captain J. Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
2: It's the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We're with you until 10 o'clock. Then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10. Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 2. But Waddle and Sylvie, 2 to 6. Right into Bears Weekly with Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer from 6 to 7. Right into Black and Abdallah at 7 o'clock. All part of the mix right here on ESPN 1000, in which you could watch all the shows on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago, and also on YouTube as well. Look for that ESPN Chicago button. Hit that subscribe, and that way you never miss anything from ESPN Chicago. Cap and I watched the Bulls last night as the Bulls lost to the Knicks. Bulls have lost their last two. It's hard to get around Joel Embiid. It's funny. You and I yesterday were marveling and kind of comparing notes about Joel Embiid from the Sixers, how strong that he is, where it's almost, you don't want to say unguardable, Cap, but just the idea that a guy that size, top of the key, uh, foul on extended, underneath the basket, you know, again, from distance, can do so many things on the floor. Bulls had no one to guard him. And then that game last night on ABC, Bulls lose by 16. And it just like, you know, this game was in the balance, I thought, early. The Bulls had a nice lead, but it just wasn't enough. And DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White can only do so much.
3: Yeah, when you don't have Vucevic, who had been playing at a really high level since Zach Levine went down, mm-hmm. He, you facilitate so much of your offense through him. That was a problem, A. B, you don't have Zach Levine scoring, which, again, I'm not the biggest Zach Levine guy, but he is a talented player. So they're in a tough spot. They're going to get him back. Vooch is trending in a good direction. He was running yesterday at practice, or uh, the shoot-around, mm-hmm. and they feel like he's getting closer. So it, they're just not good enough, man. Just not good enough. And they're actually only a few games out, of, like two games out of the eighth spot.
2: I believe that is the case, yes. Yeah. Bulls are now 15 and 21. They play Charlotte tomorrow at the United Center. I want to just say something about Zach Levine that maybe I haven't said in a while, or maybe for our new audience in 2024 have not heard me say. Let me just say this about Zach Levine. So, Cap, it's not that Zach Levine is a bad player. I want to make sure that that's clear because mm-hmm. I know that the. the Narrative will be, well, you guys are just trying to run Zach Levine out of town. I'm not trying to run him out of town. The issue I think that you and I have with the Bulls and Zach Levine is more on the front office than Zach. Look, who wouldn't want to have a guy that can step in the gym and give you 20 points a game? Yeah, the the shooting percentage sometimes is not where he wants to be. But the point is, though, is that it's almost automatic that that guy, given enough time on the floor and not getting the foul trouble, can give you 20 points. On a good team, Zach Levine is the third option, or really like a championship team, third or fourth option. All right, Zach, I know there's others that can score the ball, but we need your three-point prowess, or we need you to go to the basket. We need you to draw fouls. And Zach, in that way, would be a find for any good team. But because he's on this team as the number one guy, it does not work. There's been a push and pull for a while now between – DeRozan and Levine on who scores and where's, how should the offense should the offense go through a guy that is exclusively a mid-range shooter or a guy that can play with his hair on fire more times than not in Levine. But it's not about Zach and it's not about DeRozan. Our angst is about that front office more so than anything else.
3: Fair? Yeah, yeah I nicknamed them the settlers because I think they settle for mediocrity. I don't think they strive to win a championship. They don't spend luxury tax dollars. Now, that points back to ownership as well, but they don't put their best foot forward. Max Struce Max is a good player. He's not a star, mm-hmm. but Max Struce wanted to be here. They let him leave. And then when he's leaving Miami, he said, I, I think I'm going to hear from Chicago. He wanted to come home. They never made an offer. And now he's playing in Cleveland. What did he score against the Bulls the other night? 29? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. We need shooting like a hungry man needs a ham sandwich, and we have none of it. I mean, they don't care about winning. That is a fact. Fill the building, buy your jerseys. Oh, we got a special edition hoodie for you to buy. There's a cool jersey, Los Bulls or whatever it is. Buy those. Keep lying in their pockets. It's embarrassing.
2: I know it comes across as one of those Thibodeau, try-hard teams when Levine's not out there. The reason why that the Bulls did find some success is that the ball did not stick. But Zach's paid a boatload of money to be able to help elevate this Bulls 45 team. $45 a year. Brother, he's doing what he thinks is best for the team. And again, he's not a number one. He's a number one on this team, but not a number one on, say, um, obviously Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Lakers go on and on and on about the the teams that are going to be playoff teams, but he's who he is, mm-hmm. and and it's, in, it's too bad that the Bulls do not have the wherewithal or the common sense to be like, okay, we're going to pay Zach this money, and we like Demar Derozan, the oldest player on the team, and so we do have some parts with Vucevic and Kobe White, but it's more than that, and I know that it gets all dumped on Levine unfairly, but this is what it is. Like he's getting the brunt of why this team's underachieving. And it's really not his fault. It's that front office that just sitting there, and they're just saying, "Well, this is what we are." You know, when we have the conversations about Gar and Pax versus this front office, and it's not even close. Cap
3: Garnpax were, be- and I'm not a Gar guy at all, but Pax he was far better than what we're getting from our Turris and Eversley.
2: It's the same result as far as you not being a championship contender. But the point is, though, is that it just looks like a roster that's stuck. I'm, nev- I'm not going to listen to national people continue to say this about the Bulls. Well, you know, if they only had Lonzo Ball. If they only had Lonzo Ball. I mean, that's, that's not the reason why the Bulls are in this position. Correct. Bulls are in this position because they didn't build enough. Because if it was if Lonzo Ball was on this team, would this team be a 7th or 8th seat? Yeah, possibly. But they wouldn't do enough to even surround him. Correct. And Levine. That's correct. And Vucevic. That's and correct. And DeRozan. That's correct. It would just be like, all right, Terry, all right, just, throws, just throw anybody out there. Just got bench guys, you know, guys from the G League, the Sumu. maybe get to Tory crit. Come on, man. Terry Taylor. I Come mean, on. What are we doing? Come on. So, I mean, I'm, uh, Jimmy, I'll tell you what. Billy Donovan has done a terrific job as a head coach based on this roster. He's, yeah. turned, he's turned water into wine with this. He's got a terrible roster.
3: He's had some of his key guys injured, and they compete. Yeah. There's people <laughs> that don't like him as a coach. I got my friend Jim. Mm-hmm. He do, Jim doesn't know anything about basketball then. That is a good coach. Do I tell you he's the greatest coach ever? No.
2: He's also got a terrible roster. I know that there are many, because I hear from him a lot, that thinks that Billy should turn the heat up a little bit and start kicking guys in the ass. I mean, He's a player's coach. That's what it looks like. He's saying what he has to say behind closed doors, believe Correct. me. Correct. But he, this is how he commands a press conference. He exhausts the press conference with three- and four-minute answers because he's trying to bullsplain his way through this nonsense. He didn't expect it to look like this. And I'll tell you what, if there's ever going to be a teardown by the time the deadline comes, you can... You could, ask, you could count on Billy Donovan leaving the team. He didn't he's come here to coach Terry Taylor.
3: I think if Billy knew what he was walking into, I'm not sure he takes this job.
2: That's fair. That's fair. It's still a top-shelf hire, but with a, with a bottom-shelf general manager and president of basketball operations. It just is. That's correct. It just is. That is correct. But, I mean, but if, there, if there's going to be a teardown, look for Billy. And say, All right, let's do a buyout. I'm not going to stay here to coach Terry Taylor. Just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, because he's here to coach veteran players and to elevate them like and he did in Oklahoma to, and City. And try to win. And, and college is not an option anymore for Billy. That's I mean, an NBA coach. Back to that. That's an NBA coach. Right. So it just it is what it is, though. I, I find it interesting that ABC chose the Bulls and the, the Knicks. They want those two markets out there. Did you, did you text Tom, by the way? Thibodeau? I did not. I left him alone. He well, should be feeling good. His team played good. They yes. played well last night.
3: I'll tell you what, I said this to you at the start of the show, the Bulls passed on Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's an all-pro, I mean a star, they passed on him for Wendell Carter, and then they have a second, or a late first, and they take Chandler Hutchinson and leave Jalen Brunson on the board. That's horrible.
0: Damn!
2: I'll say that that's worse. Can you imagine that backcourt? Yeah, oh my God. And it's not, I'm not going to give you an analogy of like, you know, like Gilgis Alexander would just be a boob with a Bulls jersey on Cause no. No, because he'd be a really good player. Really good player. He would player. elevate the Bulls. Think but, of if you just made those two moves. Yeah.
3: Then I'd have to go back and look, see who you would draft when Kobe White was coming out, who you would have signed instead of Lonzo Ball. I mean, everything would be different about this
2: team. I, I, Everything. I would say this like the, the former that you mentioned with Wendell Carter I would say Cap that that's for me that's really bad because you gave up on a young asset again like in Wendell Carter Jr. and you helped build the magic to where they are now right <laughs> that's what that trade did it helped build the Franz magic Franz Wagner they took him with
3: one of the picks Wendell Carter they got a lot of players
2: from us I have people in the front office of the Magic to just laugh at the Bulls like, look what you've done. You've made us a sixth seed. Yeah. And while the Bulls are under the cut line. And they were
3: lousy and won the lottery. And Paolo Banquero, the Duke kid, he had 43 last night.
2: We don't have anybody like that. They would not be a boob with a, a Bulls jersey on. They would be really good players for Really us. good. Cap and J Hood cut of the day right around the corner on Chicago's home for sports.
0: Welcome back to Cap J Hood. You're officially locked in. Put your hands up in the sky. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
2: Cap and J Hood on ESPN One Thousand and on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time for the Cap and J Hood cut of the day. Brought to you by our friends David
3: Flom and Nat Moore Chicago Cut Steakhouse. It's the best. j Moore. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh, Whatever. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring.
0: All right, cut.
3: You know what I was thinking of doing today? No, what's that? Going to a movie by myself. I find that soothing. It's It's the best. The best. Yeah. And there's a new movie out. I like Jason Statham. And there's a movie out called The Beekeeper. Like, full of action, like, right up my alley. Where people get their 401ks drained by hackers, and he goes out and exterminates the hackers. Like, so excited. And I it doesn't start till this weekend. Shay found a sneak preview. Yes! Mm-hmm. I think I might go. Two o'clock.
2: You're going to give the place where you're going to be? Because that sounds like a... Uh... An appearance for you, so you want to let people be there with you? Absolutely or? not. I think
1: you should give
3: out the theater, the seat. I mean, absolutely not. Let people know, come share popcorn with David Kaplan. Just be careful about what's in the bottom of the I, bucket. I don't like popcorn.
2: Anymore. I think we know it's at the bottom of the bucket, especially if he's there by himself. Yeah, um, <laughs> wow. I think we know what's there. I'm not a popcorn eaters, don't like popcorn. Um, imagine the cap is in the bottom. Yes, uh, go but, ahead.
3: Uh, the yeah. tip of it, anyway. Yeah, well, I am. I mean, if you're going to go today... Yeah, it's at the Chatham 12. I'll be there.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Chatham 14, by the
3: way. Why don't you... Or 14. Yeah.
2: (laughs) The Cap J Hood Cut of
3: the Day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Get yourself a burger today. Add avocado. Good, healthy fat. Their fries are amazing. It's at LaSalle on the north side of the Chicago River.
2: Actually, you know what, Shay? this would be a great deal breakers, but I'm going to bring this out anyway because I read this the other day at the, in the Wall Street Journal. Did you see this, Cap? A, guy, a, a person says, I had a guy who was up for a partner job at a professional services firm, and the final interview was dinner with the client at the Palm. Apparently, the dinner wasn't going very well for the candidate. So when the waiter came and asked, can I get you anything else? The guy ordered another filet. Wow. Is that not, not out of bounds? <laughs> is
3: I'm that a di- either a big guy or super hungry.
2: <laughs> is that a deal breaker? That's awesome. Good for him. <laughs> anything else? <laughs> yeah, give me another fillet. If you know the the interview's going badly, just run that sucker up, man. Like <laughs> it's on the other person. It's not you paying. They brought you to the palms, right? Right. So this is the Wall Street Journal, this whole story. And just like like, yeah, can I get you anything? Yeah, another fillet, please. I'm not going to get the job anyway, so I might as well get another steak and double down. Agreed. Matter of fact, can I get an old-fashioned as well? Top of the shelf. Whatever the best whiskey you got. <laughs> that's pretty pour, good. Pour me an old-fashioned. I'll get another filet. Uh, we want the Brussels sprouts, please. <laughs> and give me four more filets and don't cook them. Just put them in a bag. Side of mashed potatoes. <laughs> that's yeah. the worst, man. Sure. What a bum. No, that's awesome. <laughs> that's an awesome move by him. Is that genius or stupid? Genius. We'll put that on the poll at ESPN 1000. That whole story. I'll send you the story and then see what people think. Dave in Crown Point, Indiana on Cap and J-Hood. Good morning, Dave. Hey, Dave. Dave, you there?
0: Hey, guys. What's yeah, up? Yeah, it was weird. That was a weird weird connection. What's up? Hey, uh, we'll see. I got, a, I got a player that might be a good role model player. Not a 30-minute, 30 36-minute player, but come off the bench to score a couple points. In the NBA, what do you think about Caitlin Clark? Who? Caitlin Clark. Caitlin
3: Clark in the
0: NBA. That's what I said,
3: Dave. Pull over, Road hand play. your keys to someone, and stay off the roads because you're going to get yourself think in trouble. About it.
0: Think, think about it, Dave.
2: Think about it. Yeah, we did
3: think Not about it. Not a 30
0: minute player. A player that plays maybe four or five minutes. Dave, to put up she maybe couldn't. Five or six. She couldn't play what? one
3: minute in the NBA, and she's a Why? hell of
0: a player. She physically get destroyed by men oh stop she wouldn't get caught she wouldn't get caught by men oh
3: my god
0: dave please get off the roads. get
3: off the roads you're gonna hurt somebody she's a great player i'm gonna try and go see her at northwestern i love watching her play (laughs) caitlin clark in the nba
2: that's insanity we thank you for listening and calling and being part of the program here on Cap and Jay Hood. Thank right, God. Our thanks to Shay and Jay Moore on the other side of the glass. How about tomorrow, on Cap, We do a football Friday.
3: I don't know. I'm mad at that caller. Oh, That's you... just
2: a dumb call. Wait, Shay said it yesterday. Huh? Shay mentioned it yesterday. I think had just...
3: Jenner had a better chance in oh. the NBA. All right.
2: <laughs> I would just like to see it. I would just like. I would like to see Caitlin Clark on the floor. So long. Oh, I'm
0: sure. You so long, everybody. In the NBA. Damn, Take that. From Chicago on the floor.